Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Well, the sideshow of having Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, testify before Congress has come and gone. In the Senate, 44 senators showed up to be seen on TV and asked questions at that hearing, probably a record, most of whose questions simply showed that, as one commentator put it, their last computer was an abacus. Another tech commentator observed that for the most part, Zuckerberg didn't have a lot of trouble responding to, quote, grandpa questions, end quote. Several congresspeople commented after the hearings that if Facebook didn't do something to protect user privacy, there might have to be legislation. Legislation? Why now, all of a sudden? As we've mentioned on previous episodes of The Electronic Cottage, None of this collecting of people's personal information to profile and target them for all sorts of purposes is actually new. To point that out just for fun, we recently replayed an episode of The Electronic Cottage from October of 2015, which discussed the very practices that Congress people were so shocked, shocked to see were going on on the web. The reason that these Congress people were so up in arms now is that a whistleblower at Cambridge Analytica over in the UK revealed that these same long-established profiling techniques based on people's personal data were being used to possibly affect elections here in the US. Whoa, now we're talking Congress members' language. What will come of the posing for cameras and questions, if anything, remains to be seen. But in the meantime, for those of us who are not too keen on being psychographically profiled, there are some things we can do to at least minimize the amount of personal information that's being collected about us on the web all the time. And, by the way, it is a lot of information. A whole lot. Brian Chen of the New York Times, who describes himself as a Facebook lurker who doesn't post or use Facebook much at all, recently wrote an article in the Times entitled, quote, I downloaded the information that Facebook has on me. Yikes. End quote. The article is definitely worth a look. We'll put the link on today's program page on the WERU website. He also downloaded the information that Google had compiled on him. It totaled 8 gigabytes of data. Just for reference, that's twice the size of the digital edition of the Encyclopedia Britannica. So, how can we reduce the amount of our personal information that's floating around on the web? We mentioned on a previous program that the first rule is to think very hard about what we're willing to voluntarily put on the web in the first place. At the risk of being accused of quoting ourselves, here from that previous program, quote, Best practice number one, we've all heard this before, never, ever put anything on the web that you don't want everything in the world to see or know about forever and ever. If all of these data breaches have taught us anything, it's that there is no such thing as totally secure information on the web. Period. End of discussion. End quote. But... What about information that's gathered about us as we go about our business on the internet rather than information that we actually provide ourselves? Most of what we do on the web is done either through a web browser 
or through a social media app like Facebook or Twitter. If you do choose to use social media, take the time to carefully look at privacy settings and make sure that they're set the way you want them to be. Facebook currently has privacy settings scattered over 20 different pages, so it does take some work to make sure that you're happy with your privacy settings. Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook has pledged to make all Facebook privacy settings available on one page, but that hasn't happened yet. The other way that most of us get around on the web is by using a web browser and a search engine. And the most commonly used web browser at present is Google Chrome. And the most used search engine is, no surprise, Google itself. Web browsers and search engines, just like Facebook, are free for us to use. But they're businesses, and they have to make money. They make money by feeding users advertisements. And the more precisely the ad can match a user's interest, the more that advertisers will pay. Google, it should come as no surprise, can very precisely profile a person who uses their web browser and search engine. When Brian Chen downloaded the info that Google had on him, he got a big surprise. Quote, Here was the biggest surprise in what Google collected on me. In a folder labeled ads, Google kept a history of many news articles that I had read. I didn't click on ads for these stories, but the search giant logged them because the sites had loaded ads that were served by Google." End quote. Okay, you may say, what can we do to minimize the tracking that goes on across the web? One good start is to use a search engine that does not record the things you search for, as Google does. There are several such search engines, including DuckDuckGo and StartPage. Neither of those search engines records a user's IP address, so the source of the search can't be identified, nor does it keep the search terms a user puts into the search engine. StartPage, by the way, is developed by Xquick, a company based in the Netherlands which was awarded the first European privacy seal a decade ago, an award that's been renewed several times since. StartPage actually uses Google's search technology but Google never sees who the user is who's actually searching for something. The other half of the search combination is the browser itself. There are half a dozen major ones to choose from. Google Chrome, as we mentioned, Firefox, Microsoft Edge, and the older Microsoft Explorer, Apple Safari, Opera, and the spin-off Vivaldi, and dozens of more specialized ones. Firefox is developed by the nonprofit Mozilla Foundation, which does not collect or sell personal user data. The others are all developed by commercial enterprises. In choosing which browser to use, decide for yourself which offers the kind of privacy settings that suit you best. For example, they all allow different ways to handle cookies, and we all want to be able to handle cookies in a way that best suits our needs and interests. We'll take a more detailed look at how to handle cookies and at a few other tools we can use to minimize the number and size of the files that literally hundreds of outfits, most of whom we've probably never heard of, are keeping on us, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <music> 